0: Welcome to the Doing Good Business Podcast, designed to bring out the best in you and your organization. I'm Laura Heacock, a leadership coach on a mission to create a culture where business is the true balance of head and heart. I work with leaders and companies on how to leverage my brand of kindness to gain powerful results.
1: And I'm Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business, helping you shift conversations to identify what works and find ways to build on that success with people, planet, and profit in mind. The Doing Good Business
0: podcast is the place to learn about transformational leadership qualities and purpose driven business practices that are essential to success in today's modern market. You can make the world a better place through business, and the business case for that starts now. Hey, everybody, welcome to season four of Doing Good Business. I cannot believe it. Kelly and I were just chatting about how. We've been here for three and a half years. We've been doing this podcast for three and a half years. This is our fourth season. Thank you all for patiently hanging out during the break. Um, It's been quite a wild ride in the last six months, last two years. We've all been living through the same challenges. Um, And one of the things that we want to focus on with our fourth season is To do what we do best, which is to see the opportunities. You can go anywhere and everywhere else and hear about the challenges, the business challenges, the hiring challenges, obviously the economic and the social challenges. We want to continue to be the space where we talk about the opportunities. And none of that is ever, ever, ever done without deference to all of the challenges that are happening. So let us caveat everything we're about to talk about by saying all of the things that we're sharing are really aimed at businesses that are healthy, You know, companies that are financially healthy, and how can we make them more humanly healthy? So if you're a business owner, if your business is struggling, please know that we understand that place too. And you have to do what you have to do to keep your business going. Everything that we're talking about is aimed at the businesses that are financially healthy that could really go a lot further and seize this time and the opportunity here to be healthy
1: on the human level. How's that sound, Kelly? That sounds perfect, Laura. Thank you. I I do. I think, you know, um, just trying to be into that mindset, it would be for business leaders who are like, wow, the things that we've relied on in the past to combat challenges don't seem to be working as well today. And so they might be feeling a little stuck. Um, Conversely, they might want to do some new things and just don't really have a focus yet on. Where should we go? Or and just as importantly, is the organization ready to come with me? Mm. So I think that those are are two really distinct areas um, that a lot of people in our audience might be feeling or have been feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and I bet
0: you that we have a lot of people that are also, you know, seeing the opportunities and seeing. The world of work change, you know, it's the water that you and I swim in. So I think that maybe we take it for granted a little bit more than some other folks might, but I'm right. pretty confident that there's a lot of folks listening to us that are actually excited about some of the things that they're seeing in, in the world of business. So, so Kelly, what are you excited about? Like, what are you fired up about right now?
1: Well, So fired up. I've had to just take a few minutes of Zen here and and pull myself back in, as you well know from when we started talking before we started recording. However, um, let me give the umbrella statement. And when I think back on this last two years or so, when does two years feel like 20? Oh, now. Um, During a global pandemic. (laughs) Exactly. Right. But when I think about this, I think about a quote from Peter Drucker. That I'm going to read for you here. Profit for a company is like oxygen for a person. If you don't have enough of it, you're out of the game. But if you think your life is about breathing, you're really missing something. Hmm. That's to me sums up what this opportunity is. I think we have been on autopilot, some habits of thought that we've carried over from the last 20, 30 years that um have us just in the habit of breathing, right? The the whole humness. And certainly this pandemic has been an opportunity to rethink, reinvent, re-engage. And um, that's what I'm excited about because it's happening across the board. I feel like when we first started this, Laura, you and I were talking to uh, certainly a subset of people, right, who, mm-hmm. who got this, right, who mm-hmm. wanted these things for themselves organically, not necessarily market-driven. We're seeing more uh, market-driven need to become more human, to become more environmentally friendly, to do good business, right? But I think just a, a genuine desire on the parts of the business leaders, the company leaders to do good business. And now I think this is global and I'm so excited that you and I talk to people who are doing this all the time, that we work with clients to help them to help them do more of this and that we have this platform to share all these resources with and ideas with people. So that's what I'm excited about.
0: Kelly, I love that you just said autopilot because I would say if that's if I had to pick out you know, a small handful of common themes that have come up in my work over the past probably year or two autopilot would absolutely be one of them. Like there is this sense of people not being able to do that anymore. And, you know, as, mm-hmm. as you are, dear listeners know, you know, Kelly looks up at the higher level and and the systems and the processes. And, and my specialty is really in that like one-on-one interpersonal space and people are not okay living on autopilot anymore excuse me, right. anymore. Like we've all had to wake up. And, you know, I think about our past episodes with people like Doug Kirkpatrick, who talked about bringing love into work. And I think about clients that I work with that regularly tell their teams, you know, that they love them and commend people and recognize them in that way. You know, I think about something I'm excited about is Marcus Buckingham's new book that's coming out. It's called Love and Work. And he mm-hmm. has researched for years what makes people engaged, what makes people feel um, valued at work how do we get some sense of purpose out of our day-to-day and and love again that word that's coming in and and look if you're a leader i'm not saying that you have to profess your undying love for every person on your team but there was also a recent study and and i'll try to find it that was like the thing that improved employee engagement most was high fives in the hallway you mm-hmm. know people just really need to feel appreciated because i don't think that anybody is willing to live that autopilot life anymore i think that You know, turns out going through a global pandemic changes some things.
1: Absolutely. It's been a wonderful reset. And I'm with you. Um, I think there's also some research. Barbara Fredrickson does a lot of work on positive emotions and high performing teams have a six to one ratio. So there's Mm -hmm. just like there's a three to one ratio of just kind of like being whole. Mm -hmm. But high performing teams have a six to one ratio of positive exchanges to one negative. So that's been being researched for years. Excuse me, the love thing. I remember about 15 years ago, I used to always put like, oh, I love this idea in my emails. Mm -hmm. And I read somewhere like, oh, you're not supposed to do that. It really diminishes you. And I stopped doing it. Well, I started putting it back in probably about five years ago, because I want that energy, that enthusiasm for what I'm doing and and how I'm interacting with that person to come through. So it's not really necessarily be about loving the other person, but it's, it's me going like, I wish I could read my emails. Right. Mm -hmm. I love this idea. I love what you did here. Right. Oh my God, this is great. I love this. That's what I'm trying to convey is that sense of energy. And I think too, that's another common theme for me is that Return on investment, right? The unofficial holy grail of Mm. all business leaders like, oh, well, if we make a return on investment, we're okay. Are we? Mm -hmm. Right? It kind of feels like there's been a bit of a myth here. And I think for me and the people that I talk to and work with, it's separating out where does return on investment apply? Mm -hmm. And it applies to the machinery, to the equipment, to the things that come with an operating manual so that you know how to install it and set it up. And when something goes wrong, you know how to fix it. And that is not people, right? But for people, there's a return on energy. Mm -hmm. And when we can bring more meaning into our work and you know, and our listeners know the word genuine is key here. When we can genuinely bring more meaning into our work inspire a sense of purpose in what we're doing in how we create value for others. And when we have respect for one another and treat each other well, and don't ignore the negative, but have positive conversations around that, then we are really starting to create what applies to individuals, which is a return on energy. Yep. So it has to be both, right? You do need a return on investment, but if you have neglected the return on energy, you are as, as our dear friend or Peter Drucker would say, you're really missing out on something. And so that just kind of brings it all back to that quote for me, but mm. yeah,
0: I love that. And I have a good friend who talked, um, about the concept of return on energy years ago and and I'll make sure to note her because it inspired me to to write something on it a number of years back and I love the idea of bringing that into the company and the business world and you know Kelly we have already you know sneak peek that you and I have had that the audience will have to wait a little bit for but our first guest Tony Woods really um just embodies everything that we just talked about you know from love yes. to energy to the work mm-hmm. that he's doing in the world so We are very, very excited to introduce all of you to Tony. Um, Tony is going to be our guest on our next episode of this season. So stay tuned for his episode a couple of weeks from today. And stay tuned for more episodes that are just Kelly and me this season. You know, Every time we take a break between seasons, we think about what do we want to do different? What's happening in the world? How do we want to adjust to make sure that doing good business is still really relevant for what's going on. And a lot of it is going to be, what are the things that we're fired up about? And a lot of the guests that we have are going to really be able to answer the question, how are you using business to make the world better? Um, Because Mm -hmm. that's really the fundamental core of, of this business and this podcast and what we believe in. So thank you for being here. Thank you for coming back with us, Kelly, any final words before uh, we let folks get back to their day?
1: I do. I want to share one other resource that we can put in the, the show notes because it's come up a couple of times. We've, we've both said for years, for years, for years. And there's a great article um, written by Mark Sandella on Substack and it's about 80 years and how every 80 years in our country, and he takes it back to the seven, I think, 1781. Wow. There is a significant crisis that really changes the um, it changes us forever and mm. old ways slip away. New technologies, new ways of doing things come into, to focus. And the, the upshot of that is that historically speaking, and this is what we want everyone to focus on. When these things happen, America has exploded with economic growth and opportunity. Mm. So we are sitting at that point and it's a great article. So we'll put that in the show notes. Um, and that's what I would hope everyone would keep in mind is that when we look for the opportunities, we will find them and they are the opportunities to do good business.
0: Well, I could not think of a better way to end it. Thank you, Kelly Stewart. Thank, Thank you, you. Laura Heacock. Thank you all for being here and uh, come back in a couple of weeks for Tony Woods. And uh, we can't wait to bring this fourth season to you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing Good Business. We hope you'll tune in regularly, leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And most importantly, tell a friend or a few. It's how we can build the critical mass to make the world a better place through business. The Doing Good Business podcast is brought to you by Laura Heacock of Laura Heacock Consulting and Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business. Learn how you can work with us at doinggoodbusiness.com slash the hosts. Let us know what you like about the podcast and what else you'd like to hear about through our online form on the contact page of doinggoodbusiness.com. We'll see you next time.